Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. He is the head coach of Notre Dame. He's Marcus Freeman, former player at Ohio State. Paulie with his new drum roll. I like it. And uh, let's welcome in uh, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame head football coach. Here he goes. Looks like looks like he got in a. Whoa! 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 Wow! With the snow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> coach, coach went right by Will. I didn't see his hand. Yeah. Oh, oh, I missed it. I missed oh, it. Oh, you missed it. Uh-huh. Is, is it because he's rooting for Navy? He hates Notre Dame? Is no. that why? That, that was just an accident. To each their own, you know. To okay. each their own. Right. Um, to each their own. But I just happened to miss your hand. I'm sorry. Okay. That. All good. Yeah. All good. <laughs> We're all good. Yeah. Uh, so, Will, I, you're not going to be at the game, but he's been at Notre Dame games before, and he's been yelling uh, at the Brady at, Quinn. At Brady Quinn. Found, yeah. uh, I, would, I would comment on how high his, he wore his pants uh, in the middle of the game. Yes. <laughs> but he will, not be there, he will not be there this Saturday. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. But, but maybe when USC plays Notre Dame, you might be going to that game. I might be coming to that game. We have to make that happen. Okay. Oh. And I know you're a USC fan. But we have to get you to Notre Dame Stadium for that game. I, I, I would love to be there. Okay. And look at that. There we go. Look at it, look it, at the dreams. It, it, it's that, called. It's, look at no, no. Look at what we do. We fe- hook you up. Fellowship. Oh, fellowship. Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> fellowship. Yes. Uh, did you just arrive this morning? Yeah, we got in about um, ten o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did yeah. you get sleep? No. No. But did this you, is what we wanted to do. We wanted to fly overnight. Um, and then once we land it, we want to stay up until tonight, and then our kids will be. We're going to practice here this afternoon, and then uh, here's, try to here's the question: did, did you get a workout in right away? I haven't had time yet. I will oh, today. Okay. Okay. I okay. will today. Uh, yeah. Who wants to play the Marcus Freeman uh, bench press game? Uh, Todd, what do you think is wait, one rep? Three fifteen. Three fifteen. Okay. Uh, Seton O'Connor. We'll go three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. All right, Marvin. We'll go three fifty. 350, all right. Four. One rep. Okay, one rep. Yeah, Paulie? Uh, one rep with the guys around and pumping them up. I'm going to go 340. Okay, 340. And what about you, Will? 135. 135. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> just the plate. <laughs> one one <laughs> plate on each side. He said mine, not yours. Okay. Oh! I Wait. think I could still do 135. <laughs> I think I could still do it. Uh, so what is your what is your best one rep? I would say I could probably go 330. Okay. Now, the last time I was 315 for three. Okay. So I don't know what that equals out to. So but, 330. Yeah. Okay. Do you lift with your players? Um, when they're in there, I don't lift with them. I can't. Their workouts are crazy. But oh, okay. um, I make sure they know I'm working out. How, is, how have workouts changed since you played? Uh, as opposed to what you're asking them to do now. Yeah, um, I, I really think it's evolved. I mean, there's just been different styles of, of strength coaches. And as you um, really become a coach and you see how important that position is, um, it, it's been great to, to really be a part of some great strength and conditioning coaches. But it, that weight room pushes your culture, pushes your message as a head coach. They're with the strength coaches probably more than they are with the football coaches. And it has to be important. And not only are you lifting and running in the weight room, but the culture of your program is being driven every day. Yeah, I wonder about that, though. When, as a player, did you get yelled at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, as a coach, do you coach the same way you were coached? Um, I hope I'm more mature. I, I hope I don't do something just because I saw somebody else do it, but – I'm intentional about the way I coach, and, and ultimately it's to get the best out of your players. And there's different ways. You can't coach everybody the same. Certain guys need to be yelled at and pushed at and, and encouraged in a loud voice. But Encouraged in a loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> and some need to be brought to the side, and you need to talk to them and see, you know, hey, what, you're not doing exactly what we want. How do we get this changed? And so here's what, what I want a culture of, though, is that when mistakes happen, I want them to look at their coach. It could be their head coach. It could be their position coach. I want a culture that when I make a mistake, I can look at my coach and say, coach me, make me better. So it's our job to create that culture as coaches that they're not making a mistake and they instantly go to fear because they're going to get screamed at. It's like, coach me and make me better, and that's a culture we got to create. Uh, help me understand this, that uh, you're 9-5 and five as the head coach. Mm -hmm. So they gave you that loss in the Fiesta Bowl as the interim head coach? Yeah. But should – I mean – should you get that loss? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you were the interim head coach. I was the head coach for that game. Okay. Because right. if we would have won, I would have won that count in the win. Growing up, what did you think of Notre Dame? Um, tradition. Uh, but did you like Notre Dame? You know, I respected Notre Dame. Um, but you I, went to Ohio State. Yeah, I was from Ohio. My father's from Columbus, Ohio. Um, grew up... Uh, all I did was watch Ohio State. I grew up wanting to be an Ohio State football player. I was able to go to one game um, as a recruit to Notre Dame. Uh, and, and, again, the tradition, the excellence that they have sticks out to, in my mind. But I was focused on one school when I was growing up. How involved are you in the uh, future scheduling of games? Um, I'm, I'm involved, but it's constantly changing. Yeah. Right? I'm involved in the conversations, but – there is no clear cut. Okay, let's schedule out the next five years. With the 12-team playoff, with the change of, of conferences, the, the new deals in terms of media rights, it, this is changing yearly. And so I'm involved just because I want to make sure I know where we're headed. Um, but I, I got so many other things to worry about. 
Jack Swarbrick and, and, and the people that make decisions are going to put us in a position to, to have success. I know that. But recruiting, how has it changed? And now with name, image, and likeness, and what is improper and what's proper, and you know, do, have people downloaded you on, you can do this and you can't do that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that you have to address it. The NIL is going to be a topic that, that most kids want to discuss, and maybe the kids are the parents, and so you got to be able to address it um, in terms of how Notre Dame's competing in, in, in the landscape of NIL. But I still think that we have to distinguish ourselves from other schools with our football excellence, but also our excellence in education, right? That's what makes Notre Dame different is that we say – we're going to sell football excellence, but the degree, you take out football, the degree from Notre Dame is But how many kids special. care about that in, it, in reality, Marcus? It, it's showing them what the degree does for them. Like, do they care about getting a Notre Dame degree? Maybe not, but let me show you what a Notre Dame education can do for you beyond the game of football. Okay. I don't want to cheat you in the game of football, right? So you can't just skip over the development of football, right, and how we're going to develop you as a football player and the football excellence we're going to have as a program, but – let me show you at some point the game's over. I don't care how old you are. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be over. This is what an education at Notre Dame can truly um, open doors to for you. He's Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame head coach. They play Navy coming up on Saturday night. Uh, yes, uh, Will. Captain? <laughs> uh, coach, let me ask, what, what scares you about uh, the, the Navy squad? When you when you look at them tactically, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Let's start. Do you want to start with the dive? Let's start with the dive. You start with the Let's dive. Let's start with the dive. <laughs> then the that's QB. the foundation of their offense, and then right? The pitch. Yeah, exactly okay. right. Okay, that, that's that, what it's all about. It keeps you, gives you nightmares. Sometimes. But but things haven't changed there in fifty years, have they? With the Naval Academy or Army? No, I, but I think they've gotten better. Their athletes have gotten better. But do do. You, how would you like to be a wide receiver at Navy or Army? Well, listen, well, a couple of them caught some long balls on us last year, so, you know. And you're not listen, I, listen yeah. I have the respect for them. <laughs> Maybe I, you shouldn't have brought yeah, that up last yeah, year to you. Exactly. Yeah. I have a lot of respect will, for them. Will, you guys, will, will the two teams do anything kind of ceremonial? Like, will you guys hang out at all? Like, have a... Is there like a meal or anything like that? No. Nah. It's not like a bowl game situation. No, okay. No. okay. And, and I don't know how many bowl games are still doing that. Yeah. You right, know, but right. I know when I was playing, we used to always do it. But um, after the game, I know we'll both sing each other's alma mater, you know. And, and listen, there's a lot of respect. I know that the Notre Dame football program has for United States Navy. Sure. Right? Sure. And their football team. And so – we don't need to have dinner with them before yeah. so they understand that. They, they, they know we respect what they do. Uh, is, so Sam Hartman is, what, a year younger than you? Is that, uh, <laughs> no, that's two. Two years. Two years, two years younger. Yeah. All right. So you've got a quarterback who's 24. I mean, how much of a luxury is that as a head coach that he's got all this experience? He's got 100 touchdown passes yeah. in his career, and he transfers in, and now you've got a guy who's, you know, a mature man. Yeah. There, there's – there's no substitution for experience. And I don't care what your profession is. You can be a quarterback. You can be the head coach at Notre Dame. There's no substitution for that experience. And so Sam understands the ups and downs that come along with pay, playing that position, right? And, and he is in constant uh, – he's, he's practicing and playing at a constant standard. Like he's never too high and never too low. And so um, the ability to talk to him and, and have conversations with him um, – that might be different to some of my other players, sure. right? Because he has that experience. 
Um, and the other thing he brings to our program, other than his talent, is the leadership skills. Right? He he has a true ability to make those guys around him better, and um, he's been a, a great addition for our program. Do you have a question for Will? No, man. Uh, you know what? Here's what I, we I'm do. an open I, book. I, I'm an open I, book. I do. It's more of it's not a question, but yeah. an ask. I have to get a picture with you because my kids, their favorite movie is Elf. Well, Here's he won't thing. he won't stop and, I, I, and acknowledge I, your kids. I blew by the two sweet little adorable <laughs> two little Irish boys, kids yesterday. Two little boys going, buddy, yeah. that's Elf, and he Will's like, yeah, so what? And yeah. He just kept, <laughs> kept going. Kept, I don't I don't got time, kids. <laughs> I don't know what Gaelic is for I don't got time, but I don't got it. Uh, when's the last time you hit somebody? Me? Yeah, do you miss it? I hit my kids every once in a while. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, do you tackle? I'm not beating. Like, hold on. I'm not, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying. Like, do you yeah. tackle your – do you ever get in, into a drill and you want to hit somebody? With our, no. 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 You know better. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay. I, listen, I made a decision um, – you know, it really starts with my oldest son. So my oldest son is 16, and he's a wrestler and plays football. And probably about a year ago, we were wrestling. And <laughs> it was one of those ones that you had to go way too hard to make sure you didn't get embarrassed. And after that, I said, I'm good. I'm, I just, I just, I'm not going to lose, but I'm not going to wrestle anymore, right? And so the same thing with football, like, I'm not going to lose, so I'm not going to be stupid and go out there and, and embarrass myself. So how important was – that video we saw with your your team when those kids wanted you to be the head coach and they like it felt like they were not going to take no for an answer how important was that moment for you to see what your impact was on these these younger kids you know i think every day you pour everything you have into your players and that's my focus every day is to pour as much as i can into our players but sometimes things like that help you reflect and say, you know what, this is what it's all about. And, and that's an, a, a, a bigger scale of a text you might get from a former player. It says, thanks for pushing me, or coach, I love you. I'm having a bad one of my former players text me, just had um, his first child, and um, thanks for being a great example. Like, that's the, sometimes the reminders that you, that you often get that this is what it's about. It's about pouring into those kids. And so hopefully that video is a reflection of that, is that a bunch of young people trust who their head coach is. And, and, um, really but they connected back. with you. They connected with you. But you were not a head coach. And sometimes you connect with your position coach. Now he's the head coach. Did you worry about changing? No. Like are you the same guy that, that you were before you became a head coach? At the core of my foundation, I, I truly believe I am. Now, are my responsibilities different? Absolutely. Yeah. Is my relationship with 120 guys different? Yeah. Do you know everybody's name? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Are you sure? They Never usually sworn. put like their names on their helmets no. to help you, don't they? No. I take a lot of pride in that to make sure. When that you I'm yell out 853. No. No, okay. I better know his name. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Who, who's 53? Uh, Murph. Murph. That's, that's what we call him, Murph. <laughs> Murph, he's our, uh, one of our centers. Big Murph, he's a senior. But, but Coach, uh, be honest, you got like five Murphs on the team. Yeah. No, no, he's right? only Murph. <laughs> I mean, it is Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a bunch of Murphs. Listen, they yeah. might have nicknames. Like, I might not know like everyone, first, middle, last name. But I know hey, there's only okay. one Murph. There's only one Murph. One Murph. 
Uh, maybe you could show us form tackling uh, during the commercial break, and you can use Will as the dummy. And, and you could get that. your picture, too. Let's do that. All right. I'm good uh, We'll take a break. I'll, uh, I'll see you on Saturday night. Um, I'll be on the side. I'm going to split time on both sides, though. Okay. Just letting you know. I do uh, respect the Naval Academy, but I did grow up Notre Dame football fan. And you, your alma mater? Is Dayton. And I'm a yeah. Dayton, Ohio boy. Yeah, University of Dayton. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I got a letter, of a recruiting letter from Digger Phelps. And he said, uh, hey, uh, you know, alumni in your area uh, recommended you, and uh, we're uh, interested in recruiting you. And then I got another letter about two weeks later saying we're not interested in recruiting you. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's so they as, saw you play. That's huh? as close as I got. But, uh, you know, it was a really important two weeks there. That's and awesome. uh, so I, I remained a Notre Dame fan and a friend of Digger Phelps, but uh, that's as close as I got. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. And uh, Notre Dame will play on uh, NBC coming up on Saturday night against Navy. We're back after this with our play of the day. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Paulie, you ready with the drum roll? The Bucks shooting guard played at Notre Dame. NBA champ in 2021. Pat Connaughton is joining us here in Dublin. Here he goes, and here he is. And here he goes. All right. Given, all right. Love to the back row. Will there be dap for Will? There is. Bro hug. Bro hug. That's nice. All right. Hi, Pat. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big question, obviously, is going to be, uh, do you have a... Oh, you go yes. front, oh, front pocket. Front, front boom. Boom. Is that plaid? He's got a plaid yes. wallet. Wow. That is That thing is awesome. gorgeous. That's awesome. Okay. That. All right. Front, Dangerous, right? Front pocket wow. wallet. How much money do you have in your wallet, Pat? Oh. Um, that's a good question. I don't have any um I don't have any euros like Will. Okay. Uh, a lot of American dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we I'm got? Let Will count it. Right. If he wants to. Yeah. He wants to count it. Um, yeah. I have more than usual because I'm playing some golf over here, and I was worried about losing some bets. Okay. Uh, Where are you playing? So I played at Adair Manor. Okay. A few oh, days that back. is gorgeous. Yep. I played at the K Club. That is awesome. Uh, about a half hour ago, and then uh, I'm playing at Port Marnark on Saturday, right before the game. All right. Yeah. I played uh, played those. Uh, Port Marnock made the mistake on the first tee of still being wobbly from the night before, and I near, nearly put it in the uh, plate glass window of oh, the people geez. having uh, breakfast. What hole was that? That was that was one. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. Just get so started. So stay away from the plate glass yeah, window yeah, on one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, or stay away from trouble. I think uh, Will's going to tell me I have no money in my wallet. <laughs> not anymore. It's going to be in his Will. about four-inch thick wallet. Will, how much money does uh, Pat, big-time NBA guy, have? You do play in the NBA, right? <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is, no, Giannis uh, got all the money. This yeah. is a <laughs> disarmingly low amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite on your level yet. What do you What do you think? What would happen if you went to a court here in Dublin and just started planning? Uh, you know, so I'm actually out here doing some clinics uh, with the Irish national team, Basketball Ireland. Oh, cool. Uh, for some kids with my foundation. And... So I've been at two courts. I'm going to do one more tomorrow. Uh, if anybody wants to get some one-on-one in at like one o'clock, um, I'm looking directly at you. No, oh, will. Do you want a piece um, of? If you uh, could pen? move it up, can you move it up to eleven? Sure. Yeah, we can make anything. Hundred <laughs> percent. I can make eleven. I play in my new shoes. Oh yeah. Right? You got new yeah. shoes? No, no, he does. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got him. I got him some uh, dress dress shoes. Dress shoes. But yeah. he doesn't have the shirt off your back. I'll give him. Yeah. I'll give him this shirt off my back. Soon. Absolutely. Do you uh, have, Do you have a question for Will before we get started? Uh, I don't have a question. My initial question was going to be why you gave my guy Brady Quinn such a hard time. Then my next question was going to be if you ran that Boston Marathon and you wore that shirt for me because you knew I was from Boston. I did not. uh, I wore it because I did did run the race. That's awesome. Uh, 356. 11. Wow. 11. Yeah. Was that in 2003? 2003. Wow. I was there. 2003. Okay. Were you you cheering? I was cheering. Yeah, I was only 10. Yeah, but I was cheering loudly. He wouldn't have mom. signed your autograph, by the way, no. just in case. Well, he was moving pretty fast. Clip. I don't think yeah. he could have signed. I do much. remember going up Heartbreak Hill, and yeah. where there's a, a fair amount of people cheering yeah. you on, and a guy starts joins the race running next to me, 
and hands me a beer. <laughs> and Heartbreak Hill, which is at the 20-mile mark, you're in severe pain. Yeah. And I slapped the beer out of his hand and said, not now. <laughs> and just kept going. Which that's is the stuff. only time that's ever happened when I've been offered a beer. But... Uh, yeah, that was that was a. So it could have been maybe like three fifty-two if that. Had it could have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Could have been and exactly. and you know Brady realized that he needed to be made fun of. Uh, I think I think there's a consensus that Brady had his pants when he played at Notre Dame up too high, and Will called him out, and I think Brady was comfortable with that. It did hurt him in the draft, by the way. I think the high pants <laughs> he dropped. <laughs> he did drop because of that. that. Was uh, yeah, I think so. And he had a terrible. Uh, uh, oh, what's the, what's the diagnostic test? The Wonderlick? Wonderlick. He had a horrible Wonderlick score. <laughs> you don't know that. He, he got like a seven, I think. No, he did not. No, 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 no. no. You can't be... What? No, you can't. No. I can verify with him. I'm on his radio show later. Oh, okay. So Ask I'll, him what his wonder... I'll okay. verify yeah. these I, things. This is the show of record. We can't be loose with this, okay? <laughs> your body's a Wonderlick. <laughs> no, yes. You get a five just for writing right? your name, like the SAT. You're automatically Paulie, what do you have? Uh, Brady Quinn Wonderlick. Let's go closest to the hall quickly. I'm going to go 42. I think I think the max is like thirty eight. I know it's a puncher. Yeah, guy. thanks not, highly. Of yeah, no, there's some extra credit. Yeah, like there's that. There's an. I'm essay. gonna go thirty two. Thirty two. Wait, I thought Wonderlick was fifty. Pat McAnally had a fifty. Did he? Okay, yeah. I got Will. I got Brady Quinn. Twenty nine. Oh, that's above average. But that's right around where he went in the draft. I think he was like what 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 second, yeah. maybe something like that. Okay, Wonderlick. They don't have that for basketball players, though. No, they don't. They have it for baseball. Baseball, we did a lot of personality tests. And you were drafted by the Orioles. Yep. So you had to do that. But should there be that kind of test for basketball players? I think so. I think it would be be very helpful. Okay, but would LeBron be the smartest guy on the basketball floor? Uh, I don't know if he'd be the smartest, but he'd be pretty close. I mean, he does some great stuff off the court. Um, uh, But I'm talking about basketball IQ. Oh, Smartest yeah. player. I think he's got – he might get a perfect score. Okay. He's got a very high basketball IQ. The first time you guarded him, what happened? I blocked him. You blocked his shot? I got lucky. He, I wasn't guarding him. I was a help defender. Oh, he help defender. Me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He didn't see me. No. <laughs> I remember it. It was in Portland. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have a picture of it? Um, I don't know if I have a picture of it. It was the same game – Sorry, Yusuf, that he dunked on Yusuf Nurkic pretty, oh, oh, that was pretty bad. aggressively, if any of you remember yes, that, that. that one was yeah, bad. I was on the bench for that part, though. That, um, that one, so you block LeBron. You got a piece yeah. of LeBron. Yeah, I got a piece of it, made a three, a possession or two later. Huh. Uh, and then that was pretty much all I remember from that game. <laughs> what, what was your welcome to the NBA moment? Uh, my welcome to the NBA moment was actually being a kid growing up in Boston. Uh, I got to play against Paul Pierce in my first year. Um, I wasn't playing much. It was kind of scrub minutes. Uh, but I was on the free throw line next to him. It might have even been preseason. Uh, and I said to him, hey, for my 10-year-old birthday, you gave me one of your game-worn sweatbands that said the truth, number 34. Uh, and that meant a lot to me. Like, thanks so much. And he goes, dude, you make me feel really old right now. Don't tell me that story. I said, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. But what's it like guarding guys that you grew up watching and hoping to get into the league? Uh, it's really cool. I mean, look, I'm a competitive guy. So uh, when I'm on the court, I don't really have the moment as much. But – uh, when you look back on it or when you think about it before the game, and I'm looking at the sheet trying to obviously know their first move, second move, third move, uh, it's it's a pretty surreal thought. Uh, and I think you know, the hardest guy that I've ever had to guard, and it wasn't my matchup, uh, it was Drew Holiday's matchup, was, uh, and P.J. Tucker's matchup was Kevin Durant. Like, Ooh. there's only so much I can do. If he misses a shot, it's because it's he missed, not because I really did a whole lot. <laughs> what is the scouting report on Kevin Durant? Um, 
Do the best Hope. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Ray. yeah. Yeah. But is he, if we look at unstoppable. Yeah. How many guys would you put in that category? You know, I put my teammate Giannis in that category. You know, even on his bad nights, he's probably putting up 25 and 12. Okay. Um, I'd put Kevin Durant in that category. Uh, you know, I think when you think unstoppable, you think of guys like Shaq, right? Back in the day, most dominant guys. You think of those types of players. Uh, I think in today's day and age, you've got to look at guys like Jokic, not necessarily just because he can score, but what he does with the game. Like, but you can't explain that. Him. Pat, explain Jokic to me. Like, if, I, if nobody saw if I didn't see him and you go, okay, I'm going to tell you who the best player in the game is. Yep. He can't run, can't jump, uh, but he, he's unstoppable. So let me say his, he would have a perfect score on, on the, what is it? The, the Wonder Lick? Wonder Lick, yeah, yeah. So he, just basketball IQ. Basketball IQ. He makes everyone around him better. He obviously has great individual moves, individual skill, um, but he wants you to send two guys. He wants you to double-team him, triple-team him, because it makes the game easy for him. He doesn't have to move that much. He can pick you apart, and then he can kind of go to work and do what he does. Well, what's Luca like guarding? Luca's tough because he's bigger than you think. Luca is, pro- I would say, similar size to, to Paul Pierce, in my opinion. Uh, but he's, he's a point thick. guard. He, yeah, he's, yeah, and he's strong. Yeah. He's strong. And so I think uh, trying to guard him, and he just kind of puts you on his hip, and there's not a whole lot you can do. And when he can hit – hit a step back at a consistent rate, which he's been doing, uh, it's really hard to stop. I saw where Steph Curry said he's the best point guard of all time. That just came out yesterday or the day yeah. before. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that you can argue it. I oh, mean, I, I can. Okay, let's hear it. Well, he's not a point guard. Shooting guard? Yeah. That's what you think? He, oh, absolutely. Why? What defines a point guard? Well, it used to. You ran the point. You ran the team. Yeah. You uh, don't think he runs that team? He's not even the best passer on the team. That's true. Draymond I'll give you is. that. I'll give you that. Magic Johnson is by far the greatest point guard of all time. So those would be the two, in my opinion. That's the discussion. I think by far is allowed if you're not defining Steph as a point guard. I do think at the end of the day, Steph has the ball more than Draymond when it comes to crunch time, putting the team in the certain situations, gets it to Draymond, and then starts running off picks. But, but Draymond does lead the team in assists. He has more assists than Steph does. Magic, Magic could have gotten 25 a night. He could have gotten 30 a night. I mean, he's 6'9". He's just backing people down. He could do whatever he want, but he was so he was selfless. Now, I love Steph. He changed basketball. Yep. Uh, but he's not a point guard. He's, he's just a great basketball player. I, we don't have designations any, anymore, right? Yeah. We don't have positions. Yeah, it's But positions. it used to be, and that's why I argued with the commissioner. I said, why do you have two forwards, a center, and two guards for all NBA? Because... It, Luca can be a forward at some point in the game. He could be a, a point guard. Kevin Durant can be a two, and he could be a three, and he can be a four. I don't think you need designations. You yeah. know, because it felt like Rudy Gobert would be on the first, second, or third team All-NBA because he played center. But he wasn't one of the top 15 players in the game. So when you talk about point guards, I guess my question to you would then be, just because Steph may not lead his team in assists, okay. does that still not define him as a point guard if he's able – to pass the ball and lead, be second, third on his team in assists? Because we still have point guards on our team that don't lead our team in assists. If he was 6'5", he would be just a shooting guard. Yep. But, but because he's smaller, we think the smallest guy on the floor is the point guard. Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he's an anomaly. He's, he, you know, there, there's nobody like him. But now Magic, Magic's the greatest point guard of all time. I think it's a good conversation. I think it's a good conversation. I, I, I lean towards Steph, but I, I'd put Magic second on my list.
What's it like guarding Steph? Uh, it's it's really hard. It's really exhausting. Uh, you know, he's just he never stops moving. I mean, I know you guys have probably seen the clips, but oh, yeah. he always moves. And uh, when he passes the ball, he actually like moves faster. Uh, and so uh, he's in, he's incredible to watch. I love watching film of him. I love watching how he's able to. Get, regain his balance for his jump shot no matter where he is on the floor, no matter how fast he's moving. Uh, and then obviously him having to, him having the ability to shoot the ball from so far, you got to guard him so far, it makes him faster, makes him quicker, puts him in a position where I always say people talk about Kyrie Irving has having the best handles in the league. And I, and I think that might be true, but when you talk about having the best handles for your game, it's Steph. Every, every time he bounces the ball, it's like a pass to himself. He could shoot it at any time. And so, to me, yeah. his handle is the best handle for his game. What's the story you'll tell your kids about Giannis? Oh, oh there's a few of them. Uh, the one I'll tell my kids about that uh, makes me look good is... <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm all right is, with that. Um, and it's a credit to him, right? Uh, he got to where he is because of work. He got to where he is because of, um, you know, the amount of hours he put in the gym. So when I first got to Milwaukee, I had gotten waived by Portland, didn't get a qualifying offer, signed with him as a free agent, uh, one-year team option, vet minimum, uh, and I still had to try to make it. And this was five years ago. And so you go in in September right before training camp. You're there for about two or three weeks, uh, and you start to play pickup. You do, like, a lift in the morning, you play pickup, and then guys leave the gym. And so for me – because of what I have to do to, to survive and to be a you know prominent role player in the NBA, uh, I go to the gym at night too. Try to put up an extra 500 shots, 600, 700 shots, whatever the case may be. So do uh, I. Yeah, just like <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm always at the gym. At 11 a.m. tomorrow, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, 11 yeah, yeah. Cool it up. Yeah. Um, and so I go back in the gym and I just start shooting. And Giannis walks in the gym and he looks at me uh, and I can't do his Greek accent, but he goes, "What are you doing here?" And I kind of looked around like. No, no, no. What are you doing here? Like, <laughs> you're about to win your first MVP. Like, and uh, he goes, I always come back at night. Like, I got to get better at shooting. Like, that's, that's what is going to help me be the best basketball player I can be. And I said, well, I want to stay in the league. So this is why I'm here, <laughs> shooting extra shots, right? Uh, and to his credit, he goes, I never had somebody that I could come back to shoot with. Like, I want to come back. I want to shoot with you. We do extra lifts at night. And so to see the amount of work he put in, it was I had to do it to to become a player in the league, to solidify myself, to get a second and third contract. He was doing it because he just wanted to be the best player he could be. He didn't judge himself against anybody else. It was all about how can I be the best that I can be and how can I help my team win and what are some of the deficiencies that I think I need to get better at. Um, and, look, I'm not going to take full credit, but since I got to the NBA five years ago, he's won two MVPs. He won five yeah, Okay. MVP. All right. Okay. Somebody said that. Yeah, Pat Connaughton takes credit for Giannis's yeah. greatness. <laughs> okay, I like Headline. it. Get yeah. it out there. Yes, yeah. Will. Are you still surprised, though, at the number of younger players who don't get that? Uh, I am. Yeah. I think, you know, the the shift that I've seen, and again, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I'm not a young guy, surprisingly enough, but... Um, but you can still dunk, right, Pat? Yes, I can still dunk. Okay. Yep, don't worry. I can still <laughs> okay. do that. Okay, good. Right. The, second I can, the second I can't do that, I might go back to baseball but um, or play golf with Steph. But I would say they like to do the work that people see. They like okay. to do the work that is on Instagram and things of that nature. But, but it's the extra time. 100%. Like yeah. How, much time have, how yeah. many times have you seen a clip of Giannis putting in extra work on Instagram? Not as much. But I can tell you he does it every single day, yeah, right? right? And you might see a picture of him in the gym where he looks like the Incredible Hulk, but, like, he doesn't really post all of the extra work that he does because to him it doesn't really matter. Like, 
doing the extra work just gets you there. Like it's you got to continue to do it. You got to want to do it. You got to love it. Uh, let me mention Pat's uh, foundation has a mission of creating uh, access to athletics for the next generation of student athletes through uh, clinics and courts and character. And over the last eight years, the foundation has impacted over uh, 18,000 student athletes. And for more information, Pat Connaughton, uh, I'm going to have to spell that in case you're not familiar, C-O-N-N-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. They must have butchered your name growing up, didn't they? Yeah, the worst one I got was Cunning Offington. <laughs> usually it's like the G-H gets confused for a P-H, or the G looks like an I-N-G. I've never had both. That was the first time I had both. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see you. Thanks yeah. for joining us, and no. uh, good luck with your foundation and uh, this upcoming se- You're under contract? I'm on a contract for three more years. Oh. So if anyone, oh, hey, all right. Take money. Okay, yeah. Take money. Set extra work with Giannis. I, tell I you, like hey, it. Oh, let's go. Open invite. Anybody wants to come to a Bucks game, we'll roll out the red carpet for you guys. Oh, I'll get you. Hey. That's awesome. We'll give you 24 jerseys. You probably want 34 jerseys, but that's all right. Can we'll give we, you 24. Can we shoot in the layup line? You can shoot in the layup line like the day before. So, like, at the arena the day before, okay. we can get you some tough right. shots up. Yeah, Because I like to shoot but the layup and then hit the backboard when I lay it They can only do a layup line. They have to do a strict layup line. Correct. Yeah. It's got to okay. be one guy and the one rebounder, guy. Yep. pass it to the next guy, you it. take one shot. Because um, I'd like to do a little shooting clinic if I could. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Maybe, I, the, maybe the kids of my clinic should be learning from you. Well, they, uh, you know, just they, they call me the Irish freak. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> the yeah. Irish freak. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's more, strictly for athleticism no, reasons. It has right? nothing to do with basketball. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to check it out. Well, Pat, appreciate thank, you guys having thank me. You thank you for joining you. us. Yeah, yeah, Pat Connaughton, the Buck shooting guard. We'll take a break. Back after this. Fritzy asked me if I got a good night's sleep, and I said I did, but not a great night's sleep because every great day starts the night before. I don't have my sleep number bed with me here in Dublin. Which is normally 75? Yeah, my sleep number is 75. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. You can go into a, a sleep number store. Biggest sale of the year. So all the beds are on sale. Save 50% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed, plus special financing for a limited time. These beds are so smart, they're smarter than the Danettes. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. They have adjustable firmness on each side, so it's two beds in one, and they have all this scientific data that's going to help you get a better night's sleep. It's brilliant. Thank you, Todd. You know, you're able to uh, get your sleep quality, and you're going to have these smart beds that learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you learn to sleep better. Only at a Sleep Number store. Biggest sale of the year. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's the NFL insider. He's ESPN's Adam Schefter, who joins us on the program. And uh, as he adjusts his uh, screen there, Shefty, can you uh, can you see us here? I got uh, the Danettes and uh, Will Farrell here in uh, Dublin. Hello, Danettes. Hello, Will Farrell. Hello, Dan. And they're having me adjust the camera, so I apologize for any of the technical glitches there, Dan. My apologies. You look great. Uh, before we get started, as every guest has uh, had the opportunity, if you have a question for Will Farrell before we get started, or if you have a statement you'd like to make, uh, feel free. Well, first of all, I just want to thank him for all the entertainment and laughs he's provided. Mm. He would have no idea about this, but the year that he ran the Boston Marathon, I ran. I remember being at an event with him right before the event started, and that was an event where that was a tough race to get through. But I remember him running in that race. I remember him making uh, people laugh before, as he always has, and we want to thank him for all the great entertainment he's provided over the years, Dan. How about that? He has his uh, well, Boston Marathon yes. jacket on today and his uh, actual time that I he ran. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's got I that think, on right now. I think at that event, I made, I tried to make a Rosie Ruiz joke, oh. and they were like, "No, no, 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 X A, X A, no, 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 
No, we don't talk about that. Too soon. Too soon for them. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about the anniversary of Andrew Luck, and uh, it was on this day. And uh, I know that you've joined us before to talk about that story. But is there is there anything else to add to the Andrew Luck story that since the, you know he retired that night uh, when you broke the story? Well, I haven't had a great track record of talking about how stories came about on your show, Dan. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you own that story. You crushed that well, story. You know, um, I actually have in my phone, this is my 14-year anniversary of joining the Worldwide Leader. And it's the four-year anniversary of the Andrew Luck story. So the Andrew Luck story came on the 10-year anniversary, my 10-year anniversary of joining ESPN. And it's a night I'll never forget because, again, it was my mother-in-law's surprise 75th birthday dinner. And I remember I almost got a flat tire. We were racing to get there to this restaurant in Piermont, New York. We walked in. She walks into the room. We yell surprise. We sit down. I get a text. Are you free? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, it's the last Saturday in August. It'll be the last Saturday I'm free until February. My mother-in-law, bless her soul, just walked in like, can I just have a night to celebrate other people to be left alone? And I said, it's my mother-in-law's 75th birthday. Is everything okay? And they said, just had some information to pass along. And so the rest is history. And uh, I remember following the story. And two minutes later, the very first phone call came from Andrew Luck's former backup, Matthew Hasselbeck, who was working at ESPN. And I love Matt. And he said, did you just report that Andrew Luck's retiring? And I said, <laughs> yeah. And he said, are you sure? And I said, am I sure? Uh, I reported it. And he goes, I was just with him all weekend in Indianapolis, and he never mentioned a word. Now, I will say at that point in time, Dan, I had a mild heart attack. Okay, I had to be revived. The 75th birthday dinner was a little bit ruined at that point in time <laughs> because I thought maybe I got something wrong. And and uh, But it was during the game. So you're tweeting it out. Andrew Luck doesn't know it's out. He's on the sidelines, and then fans start to get the tweet, and then they're booing him at halftime, aren't they? No. Uh, first of all, like, again, you know, it was – I think it happened late in the second half or the fourth quarter. It was not in the first half. Okay. It, it was It was as they, as they were walking up. I, and, um, you know, as it became known to me, like, he, there were people in that organization that knew about it all week long multiple people and i don't know why they did this i still i I wonder about this to this day but and it's even more true today as it was four years ago but so few things hold up in this day and age and he began telling people like that monday or tuesday and by friday a lot of people in the organization knew and so they were planning to do it sunday now in what universe is a superstar think that he's something's going to hold up all week when other people know. I always remember when, you know, the Broncos were traded for John Elway and I was out in Denver covering the Broncos all those years and the great vice president PR person there, Jim Sakamano, said, you know, they said, we can't tell anybody. We got to keep this quiet. And they said, have you told anybody yet? And they said, just this person and this person. And he said, well, if you told all those people, then it's not holding up. And in this particular case, there were, you know, a, players who knew 
and there were people in the front office that knew, and there were coaches that knew. So it's surprising to me that they thought it would hold up to Sunday. And obviously it didn't. And I feel bad about that, but, you know, that's the fact of the matter is he was one of the great young players in the game. And it was uh, an enormously significant story. And who knew when it was going to come out? But we still don't know much about this. That, And I don't know if it just clicks. Well, you know, you know what? You know what? Seth Wickersham of ESPN spent a lot of time with him. The Athletic did a piece. I, I, I think I actually think that they did a great job. All those people kind of sitting down with him and talking to him and just reading between the lines, my recollections of hearing all this, I, I think he was physically and mentally beaten down yeah. from everything that he had to go through. And he's such a smart guy and so thoughtful that it was more important to him rather than becoming the first billionaire quarterback uh, to, to get his life back and to do what he wanted to do and to preserve his body and to get out of the mental funk that football left him in because it was always a struggle to stay healthy. Now, look, he can speak to why he did it far better than I can, but gleaning together conversations I've had, listening to the athletic podcast, reading Seth Wickersham's work. I mean, I think that's, from what I can tell, a, a fair summation of some of the reasons that he did walk away from the game in such a shocking, surprising, unexpected fashion. You so, know, it so- reminds me, though, Dan, I remember when I was covering the Broncos, again, back to that, I was in a dorm room in Greeley, Colorado. I believe it was a Saturday night. And word came out that night that Barry Sanders was retiring. And th- that's the only equivalent that I could equate it to. And Andrew Luck was even younger, and that team was built even more around him. Like, the Lions never seemed to be very good, but Barry Sanders was stunning, and Andrew Luck was stunning. And anytime a great young player leaves the game that early, uh, it's always a shock, I think. He's Adam Schefter of the Mothership. Um, how did the Niners whiff on Trey Lance? Well, here's the thing. The guy has thrown, since he was recruited out of high school, 492 passes. He missed a COVID year. He's been hurt. He has been behind other quarterbacks. He's never had the chance to develop. And they became enamored with the type of individual he is, how intelligent he is, what a leader he is. Like, he's a great guy to be around. But he hasn't had time to develop. Um, It takes time. And the fact of the matter is they're very fortunate. I said this on ESPN this morning. Think about this. How many football teams would be able to trade three ones with on the pick, still have jobs, and still be one of the best teams (laughs) in the NFL? Like, that is a testament to the the job that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done. I don't know that there's 31 other teams that could have survived that. Forget about surviving it. They're thriving by wasting three ones, right? Like, it's unbelievable to think about that they squandered all that. There are franchises that give up so much for quarterbacks that don't get on the pick, and the organization is set back for years. They've never been set back. They just keep rolling on. And I think that speaks to the job that everybody there has done. You're in midseason form here. Um, the uh, Jonathan Taylor situation and uh, what the Colts would want in return if they are indeed going to trade him would be what? 
Well, I think they want a steep price, whatever that is, right? The market will determine that. And, and here's the issue. Again, to me, either you make the trade or, to me, what's most logical is you just re-sign Jonathan Taylor. Like, he, he's 24 years old. He's one of the great young players in the league. They need somebody like that to build around their young rookie quarterback, yeah. Anthony Richardson. Why, why would you not re-sign the guy? And, I mean, and let him grow with your quarterback. So whatever you come up with, I, I just look at what the Colts themselves uh, got back for Marshall Falk. It was a two and a five. And to me, in my mind, I know they want a first-round pick value, but I think that's what we're talking about. Something along those lines is probably a two and a five. So is it worth it to take a two and a five, hypothetically, or is it worth it to go resign the guy? What I don't think he could do is I don't think he could sit in the middle and ride the fence because he's not going to be motivated to play. It's going to hang over the team all season long. It's going to be toxic and unpleasant for everybody. So either either sign him, which I think would be a really good move, or trade him, one or the other. You can't sit in the middle in no man's land. Thanks for joining us on short notice, and uh, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. That's Adam Schefter of The Mothership, her buddy there, joining us with uh, all the gory details there with, with Andrew Luck. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.